Hey, what's up? Hello. It is the next episode of the one where we talk about TV. And this week, we will be discussing How I Met Your Mother, which was sponsored by Shannon. In the intimate room space today, we have five sitcom character tropes. Steph, Hi. the pretty one. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do that for everybody. Slut. Yeah. <laughs> Such a bland. <laughs> Patrick, Shannon, Henry, and Sarah, the other pretty one. Um, <laughs> You're more like the Phoebe or two. Uh, I'm Rachel. just kidding. Um, that's who's here. I would like to pass it over to Shannon, the best one, <laughs> to tell us why you chose these episodes, what you think about how I met your mother, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. I will say, as far as what I think about the show, I think it is a hilarious show. I think it's very funny. I would say it's not my favorite of all the sitcoms, but definitely like top 10. What I like the most about it is how it feels like that like traditional homey, like friends are your family sitcom vibe, but then it also like pushes that sitcom feel. Like they have a lot of scene switches and scene changes. They have a a lot of different elements and then they also have long-standing jokes that come up throughout the season. So it just feels different than your average sitcom. Not your father's really like sitcom is Not, what I like to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This, is, this one's about your mother. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. This one's about your mother. Yeah. Not your father. So, And I like that element of, like, we don't know what's going to happen, and we're just waiting for it that whole time. Like, that suspense mm-hmm. is always there. So, yeah, that's the main reason that I chose it. Just a little different. And then I thought it would be cool to think a little bit about how this connects to friends because it is, you know, a group of five beautiful people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and Ross. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's the main reason I chose it. Oh, these episodes I chose to give just like a range of what's happening on the show. There's times where Ted and Robin are together. There's times where Robin and Barney are together. There's times where Lily and Marshall are together or broken up. So I just wanted to give like a picture of what's happening. And then also some of the ones that I thought were just really funny. So not all your favorite. They're not your five favorite episodes. Definitely not. I feel like now that almost all of us, Sarah, is in the midst of doing this, but now that we've all almost chosen episodes of a show, we can agree it is really hard to narrow Mm -hmm. it down to five. And there, I don't know what you used, Shannon, for your room. I I think, like, story arc is, like, Mm -hmm. important, but then it ends up, you end up choosing, like... The, the episodes that stand alone aren't like your favorite or the funniest or the most interesting, but they kind of show something. Is that what happened? Mm-hmm. Yes, that is definitely what happened. I it was there's so many ones that are funnier, but don't Thank like God. give a lot of yeah. <laughs> Stephanie has some extreme opinions about this show, Ooh. which I think it, we need to just like dive Violent into. Opinions. Yes, wow. yes, for. <laughs> I want to murder someone. <laughs> How I Met Your Mother is not basic. It is not the pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> Damn. Oh. God, that is just my brand now. It's right. So, I'm fine with it. Yeah, but it's great because it has a very divisive ending. Mm. It has very strong personalities, so it's good that there's lots of opinions. Do you want to jump in and tell us a little bit about your, your take? I will. I would be happy to. I have had this show recommended by multiple people who I really respect their <laughs> opinion and senses of humor. I feel like I was really excited by this, like, 
the opportunity to get into a new sitcom that I could like binge watch or whatever. Um, I don't think it is funny almost at all. And I feel like I have a much better insight into the fact that last week when I chose friends, I was so shocked by the fact that anybody could have actually not thought it was funny that now I'm just, I feel like, I feel like I know not, I can't trust anything in this world anymore. Um, yeah, I, I think I laughed two times out loud when Which I watched times? it. It was, they were both Jason Siegel moments. Um, and I can't even remember them. Um, I think I've heard that you have to kind of get into it a little bit more than I was able to do. And like you were saying, Shannon, you didn't, it's hard to choose, like, it's hard to choose five episodes that are going to like get a non-watcher invested enough in the show to watch. They're not gateway episodes. No. So 100% disagree. Stephanie, you are a dear friend of mine and I love you, but you're wrong. <laughs> okay. I was like so into this. I'd never seen this before. Okay. And like three episodes in was like, I love this. Wow. And was like, I, I am Sarah and Shannon were like, I need more episodes to watch. How polarizing. Like, Did you feel like the other episodes were funnier? The last one I watched, which was like extra credit. Um, <laughs> Such a good the, the ducky tie one. I thought it was so funny. Um, and I really liked Slapsgiving. I, like, so, I know, I... Well, I, I didn't watch either one of those. But, but I fell in love, like, on episode three, mm-hmm. that I was like, I want to watch this. I mean, I was also watching it on my day off, so mm-hmm. maybe if you were watching it on a day off, you'd be more into it, but <laughs> but I was like, I want to spend my whole day off watching the show. This is so funny. These characters are so great. If we weren't watching five new episodes of television every week, I would probably binge the whole season, okay. the whole series. Okay, Henry? Uh, thank you. <laughs> Hard to get a word in edgewise. But I, you know, I have a lot. I have pages and pages of notes on this. That's a whole notebook of stuff. It is, yeah. But I did want to just also address, since we're talking about our, you know, character tropes, and I'm yeah. definitely, like, you know, we got the pretty ones. I'm like the handsome, I'm like a Horshack, Welcome Back Cotter, meets uh, Vinny Barbarino, obviously. But I also want to say to our listeners, like, our podcast is like a sitcom. And that's what people don't always realize is like, we are like a sitcom. <laughs> so anyway, I got a lot to say about this one, but I just want to like also, you know, I don't think our listeners understand that like we're fighting for ratings just like a sitcom. <laughs> we're, and I just want people to get the message out that we're here, we're doing this, we're talking about a lot of important issues. Mm-hmm. We've seen like, we started out, we had like a solid fan base of like six or seven listeners. Yeah. That dropped down to about five. <laughs> we're trying to bring this up. We got a kid who's already given us shout outs on Instagram. <laughs> Oh my god. But my point is, I just want our listeners to know like, you talk about picking episodes, and we put a lot on the line to do this. And I just want to make sure people realize that. In terms of this sitcom, though, just to move towards the The topic topic. du jour. um, Yeah, I I think it was pretty funny. I have, uh, not my favorite. I liked. I thought that the characters were more compelling than some of the Friends characters. I, I felt a little bit, not to bring it back to that, but right. Stephanie, that show sucked. <laughs> uh, but this one was like, I, I felt like, especially with the relationships, I was like sort of curious to see where those would go. And I thought it was relatively funny. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Funnier so. than Friends? You know, I'm also more open-minded this week. I'm like, I'm realizing this is about sitcoms. This is about unwinding. This is about having a good time. So <laughs> for 22 I, minutes. I, I told you I tried to, for 22 minutes, where you yeah. just, you know, 
relax and try to have a laugh. So I've completely reshifted my mindset in terms of how I approach Did you, this. Are you okay? Did, are you feeling differently about friends? Or I'm feeling differently about life in general, but oh. friends, yeah, I, I'm more open to it. What a 180. I, I don't hate Ross. I'm like, what? Yeah. Did you go to no. like a Buddhist meditation? <laughs> yeah. Did you go to the hot springs? Well, I told you I'm you big on chakra, chakra yeah. alignment. Like every pre-podcast, yeah. I got to get my mind right. Yeah. And I've just been more centered. Okay. Somebody cleansed your aura. I did. Well, you know, we, I, yeah. I do think that um, the uh, format or the idea of the show is very clever. And and I I like give it props for that. And I and I think a lot of the like th- um, like things that they use, what are the, what am I trying to say? Like the going forward and coming back and they play around with like a, a non-linear storytelling. Yes, the non-linear mm. storytelling is compelling. As well as I I appreciate the long the like the long joke, the joke that you set up and like don't get payoff for for a long time. That's a that's a that's a great aspect of it. So as the token homosexual, mm. I also appreciate that Always there are way. musical numbers. Yes. Um, yes. that that Thank you. Thank you, Shannon. You know me so well. Um, it is a really I, catchy song. It I is. Was, I was so excited when Neil Patrick Harris did a musical number. And even in like the Slaps Giving one or whatever, there's oh, yeah. a whole song about Jason Siegel sings about slapping Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> I I appreciate that. I mean, it. you can't have Neil Patrick Harris, I feel like, without like using him to the best of all of his abilities. Um, but can I can I switch to what I don't like? Yeah, okay. let's hear it. I, well, I want to just make a point here that I think you should still hate Ross because I think <laughs> <laughs> he's the worst, okay. number one. All right. Let's just throw Done. that out there. Worst Done. dad, for sure. Also, like, I don't think you can have an effective sitcom without a little bit of hate. Like, you have to hate somebody. You have to feel the full range of emotions to, like, mm. get invested. So I'm glad So that maybe that's my problem. I no. don't hate the show. I feel really apathetic toward it. Oh, I like yeah, don't that's your feel. Problem. I did not feel like engaged by any of them besides Jason Siegel. I do like Jason, but I like him because I just think he's funny and and hot. Yeah, he's he's hot. Like yeah. he's because he's funny. <laughs> Maybe he gets hotter if you have just watched the week before. Um, forgetting Sarah Marshall. So just watch that like the week before <laughs> to see him full nude and then watch this show. Less full frontal nudity. <laughs> but I mean, like, if you just here. line just them up bit. that way, it's perfect. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just line it up. Just Were line you, it but up. I was kind of comparing okay. it in your head the whole time to Friends. No, I never compared it to Friends. Oh. I, I like Friends a lot, as you all know. It's probably my favorite, like, sitcom. But I don't watch Friends. I, I've watched many other sitcoms <laughs> that I like. Um, I'm not... I'm not only a Friends fan, but I I feel like what was hard for me to distinguish was I was like, is do I feel like the writing's bad or do I feel like the acting's bad? And I kind of felt like both was bad. Like I just didn't feel like the lines themselves were funny, or or like something would be set up and I'd be like, were I know you what they're only gonna say. Watching because you want it to be funny, because these were not the funniest episodes. Like, did you appreciate other things about it besides, were you like, were you... Okay, by the fifth episode. If you just wanted to laugh, were you just like hoping 
for, with sitcoms, are you is your success parameter like doesn't make me laugh out loud? Oh God, you just set that up so much like a carry like in sitcoms. Like you were like typing out your like question for your article. That was the meanest sitcoms, thing you've ever said to Sarah. You said we... you're such a carry, Sarah. <laughs> Um, no, but by the fifth episode, I did want to find out what happened. So, yes, there was some part of me that got invested, mm-hmm. for sure. And I did go to bed last night looking on my phone for, like, what happened, who was the mother. The Rachel Bilson episode, mm-hmm. who, again, I think she's stunningly beautiful, but I feel like she's a terrible actress. Oh, so she's oh. in there Which anymore. one? Who's she? She was the one that um, Ted, mm-hmm. is that that's his mm-hmm. name? He... Says, I'm gonna like this is how I met your like this is your mother's oh. roommate. They like, go out. She's like a PhD candidate. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Did you watch that one? I think so. I, the optional we had like optional episodes and I, I don't know. Maybe I got. <laughs> oh, did that. I confuse you? I suggested I bonus episodes because Patrick asked to do extra credit. But there was, he watched the five and was like, I want to do. I want to watch. More. There was also the optional one of the pineapple incident. It was oh. very. There was a lot of episodes. The Rachel Bilson thing, I instantly, I don't remember which, either Sarah or Shannon, because I was messaging you both directly about this show, but I was, like, really upset for a moment where I thought Rachel Bilson was going to be the mother. And I was, like, done. Dead to me if she's the mother. (laughs) It was you, because you were like, write it out. Sarah told me to write it out. And you, Sarah, just to be clear, you like this show. Like, this is in your top ten. I think, is it in my top ten of sitcom, of just sitcoms of, like, 22 minute network TV sitcoms, yes, it's in my top ten. Um, I do find it better than Friends in many ways, but it is divisive. Um, and I do think it's... Um, one of the things that's interesting about How I Met Your Mother, I mean, it's more creative, but it also um, doesn't... Uh, it, it's, like, courageous and not always trying to be funny. Like, there's a lot of truly, like, melodramatic, melancholic moments whereas like friends has addresses some serious stuff like courtney cox not being able to get pregnant and some other things that i'm sure death pops up now and again but it's always like immediately like don't worry we're not gonna like um, your mother has some like very sad moments and like very sad episodes Mm -hmm. um and i found it like from start to finish a lot more like poignant and moving Mm. and like genuinely uh like an emotional watching experience um more so than like friends whatever friends is like just there to make me laugh yeah um how i met your mother is a little bit more substantive it's a head and heart (laughs) i guess so (laughs) i mean i'm not gonna say it's like great tv um but it's a good sitcom even though it has a very divisive ending and very divisive characters mm-hmm. throughout i did have a hard time with barney watching as that second the, watch yes yeah. let's that talk was, about barney because okay. he is i think there is a lot of divisiveness happening what, what's your take on barney well the first episode i think that we watched is one where i think they do like the rain dance mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. right. so i was like pretty much kind of like offended from the beginning to the end of the episode which made me stop and be like is this my like 2017, like, lens that I'm putting on the show that started in what year? What, what 2005? Was 2005? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Offended they by do... the stereotypical treatment of Native, Native people. Amer- yeah, yeah, but also, like... <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes. <laughs> that specifically. Okay, yeah. It I was offensive. That. And they call yeah. it out in the episode. They were like, oh, as a white man, this is pretty inappropriate and offensive. And yeah. then they just do it anyway. And they just do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, it's just hard to, it's hard to, like, judge a show that was 
you know, anyway, I'm not even going to go there. Well, but the Barney, sorry. Barney specifically, mm-hmm. we talked about this when we talked about Cheers and how, like, this guy who's, like, a ladies' man, this trope that both of them represent is he's the protagonist in Cheers and you kind of, like, love him. And Shannon and I disagreed on what you're, what the audience is supposed to think of Barney. And I felt like he's still portrayed as, even though he's, like, an eye, like, Garner's eye rolls from the rest of the gang, it, he's still supposed to be, like, cool to some extent. And I just, I find him, I find I, him offensive. Henry raised his I didn't hand, raise so my I feel hand. like we need, we need to call on <laughs> I was just, just fixing my hair. But, uh, no, I think, well, I think, like, as a society, we do celebrate, like, these asshole guys, like Sam Malone. And, like, the devil standard is so obvious. And, like, even when Barney's talking about, like, the the the, the hot, crazy mm-hmm. chart. Oh, you yes. Know? And, like, really, it's, like, pretty offensive to women, you know, that women are, like, just, like, hot and crazy. And that's all you would consider about, about mm-hmm. them. So, uh, yeah, I think. Uh, but, but then it, I guess I do agree that um, as much as hateable as Barney is, he's sort of a lot of at least probably guys see him as a hero. Mm-hmm. I have to believe that he is is not the hero. Like, just, like, knowing about what I know about Neil Patrick Harris and, like, how progressive he is, I have to believe that he would only sign in onto that role, like, knowing that you are not supposed to like Barney. And I feel, I mean, I don't know. I read Barney as so over the top. Yeah. Like, that he, that there's no way to, uh, like, empath- like, identify with him. Like, oh, you're just, like, gross and supposed to be funny. Yeah. A prevailing, like, criticism... Sorry, Shannon, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'd love to hear what you take on this essay. (laughs) The only other people who watched... My prevailing... Like, my understanding of the prevailing theory is that, like, he was overwritten to be, like, so extreme to be almost like a commentary on that character. Like, I'm... We're post-Lothario character. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just over the top, like, commenting now via this character on this trope. But then it kind of evolved to where he embraced it. And then he kind of does a 180 um, later on. Um, but it was hard for me to, like, see it as... I w- it was hard for me to, like, interpret or suss out any levels of, like, irony or self-awareness when I was re-watching. That's a, um, I'm really glad that you just said that. I'm glad that I'm glad to know that that's the prevailing theory and that, that, that that's, that's what was behind the character because as much as I also love Neil Patrick Harris and... It, it, it just didn't feel like it was almost like too on the nose. Like, are we are we caricaturizing this trope or are we becoming? I don't know. It just wasn't clear enough for me. It, What's your it, understanding, Shannon? Is that supposed to be like, or is he, was yeah. it supposed to be like a comment? I don't know enough about like the actual making of this, the writing of the show or like what NPH agreed to. But yeah, I don't either. I'm definitely not an expert. I have heard that theory that it's like, this is the extreme and and I I feel like he is not a hero. He's the villain of the show. Like more often than not, he is the one who's like disrupting the group of friends, like creating these really extreme situations. And so like if you think about it, like if this were a movie or whatever, like he would be the villain. He would be the person creating the conflict. And so I feel like they need him. But like as far as he's this in endearing character that like people are supposed to like no I don't and they try to do that a little bit at the end but like I really think for the most part 
he's a bit of a villain. I did Two. find him and Robin's relationship to be very, like, surprisingly sweet, and I, yeah. like, very much rooted for them, so that is kind of an interesting thing to watch for later mm-hmm. on. So two of the episodes that were assigned as extra were the Slapsgiving one <laughs> and the Ducky Tie one, which both center around you, like, other, well, pretty much Jason Siegel and Allison Hannigan trying to, like, thwart Barney and making some sort of deal so, like, the Slapsgiving one is Barney getting his third slap. And it's the whole episode is leading up to Barney getting slapped. And it, like, feels so good because you know you get to watch him get hit. And then it happens and it's so cathartic. Like, I don't know. There's something about them, the wrestling group, thwarting him that feels so good. And the Ducky Tie one's the same thing. It's all about, like, him and these plans to try and see... Um, Lily's boobs and it's like real it's all about him getting to touch her boobs and then versus <laughs> like it's just like it's so dumb but in the end he gets thwarted again and like I found myself in that episode rooting for Lily and Marshall the whole time because- maybe I just feel like at this point the that character that trope is just irrelevant like why do we even need to have a guy on the show who's spending the whole episode trying to Oh, huh. I don't know. I think it drives the plot. And for the record, I don't see him as a hero. I just think it's like, um, in, in a way, maybe like an ineffective like satire of that. Mm-hmm. It's like, it reminds me of like American Psycho, where it's supposed to be like a satire of like this terrible like character. But mm-hmm. then all these like douchebag guys end up idolizing mm-hmm. that character. Yes. Douchebags will be douchebags. Hey, the other thing is, when I think about like Stephanie, yes. I'm not dating anyone. I'm not living this life, so it can be funny to me. But you are actively dating, and you have to and you have to deal with these shitty people. Mm-hmm. So maybe your Constantly. opinion is, Being I don't know, like, stick. like I can think it's funny because I'm not running into these people regularly. Right. Well, yeah. I don't know if it's that on the nose for me or that, like, it, I mean, clearly I wouldn't spend more than, like, a one minute with somebody who was actually an IRL, like Barney. Um... <laughs> But, yeah, I don't know. I, I I think, Henry, what you just said seems to feel, like, feels the, the, the most accurate. It's like an ineffective, what did you say? It's like an ineffective satire, satire of that Yes, an like ineffective character. satire of that character. I do think we shouldn't be starting shows in 2017 that have that character exactly. anymore. Like, yes. that should, That's what it, I was it to... is a character that should be retired, but the show started in 2005 right yes. after Friends. Which and... is why I was like, am I putting this lens... Like, this George part... Bush was our president when they were writing the show. You <laughs> guys could do anything they wanted. <laughs> I mean, it's still accurate, It's changed, it's yeah. changed like, so much. Like, that character yeah, still exactly. exists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. um, now with our feminist president, um, <laughs> we all have... Uh, <laughs> Shannon, who is... Who is your favorite character? Oh, 100% Marshall. I love him so much, which it's funny. Stephanie also has a hot take that Marshall and Lily don't have any chemistry, which I think is like the craziest thing because I love them together and think they have the best chemistry. Um, probably one of my fa- top three favorite TV couples. Yeah. They're a good couple. Yeah. You mentioned earlier having to have hate for a show to enjoy it, and I have a lot of hate towards Lily. Oh, I found her ooh, so annoying. Maybe not a hot take. <laughs> um, like, I just, I don't so know. She's annoying Stephanie and shit. Patrick just high-fived over yes. I don't like Allison Hannigan yes. as an actress. Okay. I don't think she's a great actress. I think she's pretty annoying in, like, in just, like, her acting methodology, and I just found her so annoying. Also... I want to give her a makeover. God, that is another. She really goes through thing. so many makeovers through the course of the show. She's she one style. Her hair is so bad in some scenes. Ooh. Like it's dark. Anytime that she like is accentuating her 
widow's peak. peak. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really don't, I hate contrarian people who are contrarian to be contrarian. And it's like, there are some people like that. I wanted to really like the show. I want to say that because I don't hate it. Like I said, one of the things I felt the most emotional about was Lily, Allison mm-hmm. Hannigan. Um, because I, again, agree with Patrick. I don't think she's very funny. She doesn't have good delivery. She's, she's kind of like, I don't know, just her whole aura annoys me. But um, I do really like Marshall. I did like Marshall. He's sort of a Jason Siegel character, mm-hmm. you know, not really outside of his box. Um, but this was right after, like, this was a part of what made him Jason Siegel. Like, he had just come out of Freaks and Geeks and then got How I Met Your Mother. So, like, this started his yeah, yeah. Okay. Because for, Forgetting Sarah Marshall came late, like which yeah. was his first big starring movie, came later, and he yeah. started doing the Judd Apatow stuff. The right. show After seems all this. more current than it is because it went on for nine seasons, but it started twelve years ago. Mm-hmm. Wasn't NPH wasn't even out yet. He yeah. came out yeah. mid show. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it was like a big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't I... even drink alcohol when the show came out. <laughs> what a great reference point. Oh, yeah. really Legally. Legally. <laughs> Or morally. Yeah. <laughs> how did Shan- or Sarah and Henry, how did you feel about Lily? Indifferent? Love? Hate? I, um, I liked her character, and I thought that the scene that they had where she was, like, going to, like, what, art school or something? She mm-hmm. wanted to leave or something, mm-hmm. and, then, and then that exchange, and, like, Marshall's basically asking for, like, a promise of love, which is, um... Not a guarantee. I thought that was very emotional. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I connected yeah. to that scene. Mm-hmm. Poignant. I think that they have a good dynamic. Lily is not supposed to be funny. Again, I feel like if okay. you're watching these episodes just for laughs, like you're going to be disappointed. Like uh, She's not supposed to be funny, and these were not the funniest episodes. Um, and she often is not placed in a position to like deliver a funny one-liner. Um I think her and Marshall have a good dynamic. I like that he's the softer, mushier, like, mm-hmm. more romantic, um, more fluffy one, like, constantly. I think that's an interesting dor- dynamic to portray. Um, yeah. I my uh, One thing that, it's not a critique, but, like, that I noticed from watching these episodes is they don't highlight Lily or um, Robin very well. Like, you don't get a very good sense of their um, characters. I actually really like Robin. I know you don't. She's not my favorite, but I do appreciate her as, like, what she brings to the TV trope table. I think she's an interesting character. If I could have added in an episode, there's one where, like, her and Barney bond over, like, cigars and whiskey. And, like, you get to see, like, her bro side. And I do appreciate that. I think there are a lot of layers to Robin that we don't get to see. Yeah. Stephanie, yes. last week you said you think you just don't like the dumb characters. Mm-hmm. But now that I think about it, you have like, you're split 50-50. You didn't like Rose and you didn't like Joey, but you loved Coach and you love Jason Siegel. So there's like a 50-50 split with you on dumb characters. There's not dumb characters in How I Met Your Mother. I was going to say, that's not, I wouldn't, I, don't I mean, wouldn't put them, I wouldn't put, um, Coach... I would. Well, I mean, we're not talking about Cheers, but Coach. Mm-hmm. I liked him because he was so sweet. He he wasn't a, he wasn't just dumb. He was like dumb and like sweet and sort of like old manish and that. I just felt like fondness for him. Um, but I wouldn't say Jason Siegel was. That's not what I got from him. That hit. No, that he's he supposed was, to be smart. He's Maybe he's not dumb. He's like yeah. goofy. Goofy's I mean, fine. Okay. Goofy's goofy. fine. 
Yeah. You don't like people who are unintelligent. <laughs> well, I just don't, I don't know, maybe I feel like it's just, the joke gets old after a while. Got it. One of the things characters. that I feel like is, like, if I'm comparing Joey and, and Barney, and, like, they're both Lotharios, womanizers, the reason that Barney's better is because Joey is just so dumb and stupid, yeah. mm-hmm. at least Barney is, like, yeah. intelligent Got it. and creative. Um, another thing that I think is kind of interesting and I like about How I Met Your Mother as compared to Friends is that they cut the sixth character, and when I'm watching I'm thinking, like, don't really need Phoebe. Phoebe never contributes to the plot. She's just an extra one thrown in the mix. Oh, it's nice that How I Met Your Mother pulls it down to five. Mm-hmm. That's that's the five that um, Henry was I speaking would about. Like I again, I live in a world where I like Friends and How I Met Your Mother, and I would watch both of them. If I were to like, if somebody was like Patrick, redo How I Met Your Mother, I think I would want Ted to be a woman, and I wonder if it'd be a little bit stronger. Oh no, that's the that's the best thing is because he's such a hopeless romantic character that having a woman be that role is so stereotypical. Like, oh, of mm-hmm. course a woman's obsessed with finding her future husband and obsessed with getting into a committed relationship. I would hate that if Ted was mm-hmm. yeah. a woman. That's yeah. like the only thing that saves it from that makes it like a little bit unique is that he's this dude, this like good looking dude who can get women, who's like just wants to get married and settle down. Yeah, and so that I was compelling to me, too. Because, like, I'm watching, and, like, he's trying to... In the first episode we watched, I think, and he's trying to um, get Robin back, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this poor bastard. Like, <laughs> move on, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. But then I was like... I realized I was interested in it, even though I thought it was, like... Uh, even though I didn't understand why he was trying to, you know, like, win this woman over who didn't love him. And you don't like Ted. No, I don't. Actually, I'm, like, feeling nauseous just thinking about that scene with, like, the string quartet (laughs) where she's walking, she has to pee, like, she just wants to, like, do, go home and unwind, and she has to, like, deal with this sappy, emotional, like, forced emotional moment. That is, like, I hate over-the-top romantic gestures, so that's why I really hate Ted, because that's, like, all he does Mm -hmm. all the time. But I like that he's in the show, and I like that, like, perspective, especially with him paired with Robin, who's, like, the opposite of that. They're a terrible couple. Well, then, I liked when Robin was telling, like, her, like, veterinarian or something about it, and she's like, no one does that. She's like, I know, right? She's like, no, honey, like, no one does that. (laughs) Like, he's a keeper. I thought that was sweet. Yeah. (laughs) Ted is a keeper. He's a great husband. He's, like, a well-developed character by the time that the show ends, and he really finds his match. And the mother. Can we talk about how it ends? Can we do a Depends little bit of so into it? I've seen, I, before I ever saw How I Met Your Mother, I knew the ending. So, like, going into this, I know what the, like, which I feel like obscured the way I watched it a little right. bit. Mm. Um, anyway, so yes, I'm not worried about Are you, it. What about you, Henry? I don't know. I'm, like, just flying blind here. Do you want to know the ending? Hit me. I mean, I did Wikipedia, so I know that, but I don't know... I have more questions than I can explain it. I know it's this girl. Her real name is like Christina Milioti or something. The character's name is Tracy. The actress's name is Christina Milioti. Okay. Okay. But you were going to say Christina Milion? Milion. <laughs> and I was like, like wow, what? It's her, yeah. But what, so my question is, I read that she was introduced, She's she was on the show multiple times, like throughout She's a character by the end of the show, but she and they introduce the idea of her multiple times. Like they talk about the mother, 
but you never see that. That character didn't get an acting credit until she shows up as the mother. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought she... Okay. So she's not, like, been in the background for scenes. Oh, okay. I thought she was in the background. That's what I took it to mean on Wikipedia, but maybe I just was... No, reading. they just, like... Like that episode with... Um, Rachel Bilson. Rachel yeah. Bilson. They, like, show the, how they've almost met, but she always has, has, like, an umbrella over her, or they show her feet. But, like, mm-hmm. you don't meet her until you meet her. Okay. Okay. And so how... I mean, can you sum up what happens, like, at the... Like, she becomes a character, and are you thinking, like, this could be the mother through the whole episode? We know it's the mother when they meet. So, like, they're showing all of these scenes of, like, her feet, her umbrella, that yellow umbrella that we saw in one of the episodes comes back. Like, it all, she's, like, waiting at a train station. We know the moment that we meet, we've seen, like, basically every angle of that storyline besides them actually meeting. Okay. So, yeah, we know, like, she meets Lily first, and then she, like, has something happening I, I can't remember like it's been a long time since I've okay. watched it all but they we see like all the times like how your mother met Mill Lily how your mother met Aunt Robin and then we finally get to the point where they and then she is in like maybe half of a season like she's in yeah. several episodes so like her character does get developed and they do time jumps and time backwards and she oh, okay. has a whole episode and so they do do a really good job of developing her character in a short amount of time so you don't like find out who the mother is in the finale no no, no, no. we know for the last season yes yeah. you know the last okay. season but yeah. I think this show makes you feel for like several seasons like anybody could be the mother so yeah. like every yeah. new girl yeah. could be yeah. every new girl that Ted meets like this could be it and then that's not how it goes down like they do a lot more like flip-flopping to you know know and the thing that I read was the most controversial about the about the ending was that you find out that she's the mother but then you find out that she dies and that's the reason why he's telling his kids about how they met is because she's dead yeah wow she's been dead this whole time (laughs) (laughs) it's a sixth sense situation (laughs) yeah yeah And then, isn't there an and then on top of that? There is an and then. And then, like, 12 years after the mom dies, maybe longer, something like that, maybe shorter, about 10 years after the mom dies, um, as he's telling the story in the finale episode, this is what happens in the very last episode, um, the kids are like, yeah, dad, we knew a lot of, like, the story this sounds like a story also about like how Aunt Robin has always been a special person in your life and it's been a long time since mom has died. It sounds like you might still have like feelings that you want to rekindle for her um, and like we're ready for you to move on. And he goes outside of Robin's apartment and holds up a blue trombone and she looks out the apartment window with like all the dogs and that's the last scene. Chills. <laughs> well, and people hated that because of the Robin part, and I don't. I didn't. I am invested in that story. I do think that's because I really like stories, and even if I aren't, I'm not invested in the process. I'm always invested in the end, the plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the plot. Um, so that's yeah. That's I mean, I I think that they had a really good thing going, like the. I just didn't feel like the actors maybe were, like, the, the strength of the show. Mm. Which is weird when you think about, like, everybody but Ted either was, like, has had some sort of, like, we know all of those people from different places. Mm-hmm. Like, we all know him. as a, um, like, mm-hmm. a sitcom veteran. Jason Siegel is Jason Siegel. Colby Smulders is, like, Colby Smulders? Yeah, is, like, a big part of the Marvel universe now and has had other things. Oh, is she? I'm yeah, sure she's in, like, else. all the... Uh, really, Ted is the only one who hasn't gone on to much... Else. He might do, do some like producing and writing. 
Um, Shannon had a really interesting point about when, again, about like the timeline, the time that the show came out and how Allison Hannigan and Jason Siegel were both part of that like mid 2000s like gross humor like like mm-hmm. unpa- like pushing you to like be uncomfortable and that it was maybe a little bit of that as well just the time period and again that's like it's just already outdated now mm-hmm. so i mean i i think i wonder if i had watched it when it came out if mm-hmm. it would be more like for example like what well, i don't i'm trying to remember when they're like you're talking about like became... american pie I think, like, just talking about, like, the offen- being offensive for the sake of being offensive. Mm. Like, when somebody was talking about, like, there's a lot of things in there that are, like, kind of offensive and, yeah. like, ugh. But well, I think that was the purpose. I get like, that. that was the time period when all that stuff was For happening. me, it was the stoner humor, which I didn't oh, yeah. get. I was, like, as someone who's staunchly against the legalization of marijuana, like, why <laughs> are they doing Like, I just don't get it. It's not. And was there so, stoner humor in that episode? Yeah. yeah. Lot of yeah. Lot of yeah. Of, the sandwich, they would eat a hoagie. Oh, I that was funny. They're reflecting on. College not my and, cup of tea, not for me. I just thought it was, I felt it. Was, I felt it was really prudish. Like if he's telling his kids so far in the future, like nowadays, and I think this is a reflection of like the time. Like nowadays, parents are so like, yeah, I just like we smoked pot because it is. Yeah. It's totally. It's thirteen it's, years later, but it sends a bad message. Also, I read that the kids would have been born in two thousand fifteen and two thousand seventeen, like in the timeline oh. of. The show they were supposed to have born been born this year. I also read that in reality, the actress that plays the mother and the oldest daughter or the daughter in the show are eighteen months apart in age. Oh, really? <laughs> um, so re- I can't remember if we watched this episode or not, but there was some episode where they went to a concert. Did we watch yes. that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you guys notice that when they would show the a facade of the concert venue, it was the Moda Center? That's what I. It to- I like really? stopped it and screamed. Yeah, it's totally oh. the Moda Center. It's because because uh, I looked up New York uh, venues and that they're marquees, and it's not. It's totally. I have a screenshot, but it's totally the Moda Center because the way they can shoot the Moda Center, like there's a huge marquee right by the thing that they can shoot the Moda Center to look like a venue that's stereotypical, that's and funny. they can put a sign up that says Groova Palooza. It's like a convenient thing to do. The first season of the mini project. The outside of the hospital was St. Vincent's. And for all of our extensive out-of-state listeners, <laughs> these are Portland locations. Just want to clarify that. Yes. Thank you, Shannon. Well, Portland, Oregon, not Maine. <laughs> the second Portland. Do you hate the ending of the show? I, I never really felt like Ted and Robin should be together. I don't, I just don't like love that vibe because they are such extremes. But I will say that like... I felt satisfied with the ending. I felt like, yep, that makes sense. Like, this was a very Robin-centric. That love story just kept coming up and coming up. I didn't really feel like Robin and Barney belonged together either. So Mm. I was fine with them being divorced. Mm -hmm. And, um... Yeah. Wait, what? Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, well, we they gave us permission. Yeah, yeah, you can spoil. I just, wait, Barney and Robin get married? They get married. That's oh. the whole last season is their wedding. Like, every single episode in the season is a I part of their wedding. That's more jarring well, than anything you mother, just told me about, like. The mo- Ted and the mother meet at Robin's wedding. To Barney. To Barney. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, and that ends interestingly, too. Um, there's also some stuff like where, 
like Robin's career is the I don't know. I guess I can't really talk about this if you haven't seen it later. But maybe I'll talk to Shannon offline. But like, <laughs> Robin as a character is interesting because she doesn't want kids and she's very focused on her career. And okay. it's unusual in a sitcom for a woman to be like, yes. I don't want kids. And that's why her and Rob, Ted can't be together um, is one of the main reasons. And it's interesting that, oh, like, we can conveniently be together once my wife dies and I already had my kids. Right. And like, now, <laughs> now this works. And. Her career is also one of the reasons that her and Barney broke up. Like, suddenly he's threatened by it. So, I don't know. That's, I guess, a plug for Robin being an interesting okay. layered yeah. character. She has layers. She has layers. And I think, I mean, there is something to say about, like, your life doesn't have to be, like, happily ever after. Yeah. It, she did not have, have a seasons of your life. And, like, it makes sense to be together with someone in one season. And it doesn't make sense to be together Hashtag with truth. someone in mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so. And, like, I feel like TV doesn't often, like... Um, other than that one show where John Ritter died, um, in the like the actual show, but like they don't often talk about like what happens when some, when you lose your partner, like yeah. that it's okay to move on. So I do like that it reinforces it does not reinforce that trope that everyone has a soulmate. That's just, yeah, like that things are gonna happen and that your love life may may evolve. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which speaking of, let's move to the do. Die. Wait, what is it? Do dump. Do <laughs> do dump marry. Do dump marry. We haven't marry said, kill. Yeah, we haven't yeah. said the F word. So Fuck marry kill. Something. Oh, Now replace that with the term bop. <laughs> if you, if you, I have to mark this as explicit content if okay. we say it more than once. All right. So keep yeah. it together, guys. No one else. Open your dirty mouth with it. Uh, Shannon, who are our options? Um, I mean, we definitely can do the guys. So Marshall, Ted, Barney. And then we could do Lily, Robin, and the mother. Is that morbid? I've never seen the mother. (laughs) All right, let's just do the guys then. So let's start with Patrick. Um, Do Marshall, Mary, Ted, and kill Barney. Okay, Ted really wants to get married anyway. Yeah. Um, I feel like he'd be a great partner. Yeah. I would marry either Jason, like Marshall or Ted, but I'm in, yeah. I don't know. I choose my choice. I choose my, <laughs> choose my Save choice. Save it. Save it for next week. Um, I would definitely kill uh, or dump Ted, and oh. I would do Barney, and I would marry Jason Siegel, mm. Marshall. Kill Barney, marry Jason Siegel, do Ted. And then Dude. leave them. <laughs> One and done. One and done. <laughs> um, I'd probably do Sam alone. Wait, sorry. <laughs> Got lost in a daydream there. Um, I'm going to bop Barney. I'm going to marry Marshall. Mm-hmm. Jason Siegel. And I gotta kill Ted. I got. I've got to kill Ted now. Twinners. So. Yep. And we're gonna be triplets because I will repeat that matchup. But kill Ted, but Ted for sure. What's his face? NPH is such a lazy lover. He even says like, "Uh, I'm gonna make her be on top because I don't. I shouldn't have to do all do the, the work." work. <laughs> <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> so the three of you are getting bad sex. Oh wow! Yeah. Huh. Sorry, sorry. It's only one. It's a really nice apartment. So. Yeah. <laughs> With Big a TVs. whole closet of suits. I've got Jason Siegel for the rest of my life, so it's fine. Congratulations. Um, yeah. All right. Thank you, Shannon. Well, I actually really appreciated that. It was a completely new experience for me. Welcome. And our next episode, so everyone stay tuned, is Sarah facilitating Sex in the City, which 
has become controversial as to whether or not that's a sitcom. So something we should definitely talk about. Oh. Um, and I'll just add this. You guys can also follow us on Instagram. We're on SoundCloud now. You should do all those subscribing things. Uh, the one where we talk about TV. But we don't care about ratings, contrary to, to Henry. <laughs> <laughs> we do this for the love of TV. <laughs> Great, Bye guys.